Welcome to the GB Sports Performance Podcast with me, Grace Brown. This podcast is all things sports, performance and fitness, and I'll be interviewing industry experts to help shed some light on these topics. For more information, you can find me at Grace Brown Fitness on socials. Welcome to the GB Sports Performance Podcast with me, Grace Brown. Today I have a special guest and we are meeting the athlete. He is tag rugby superstar, uh, Nick Wilkes, um, also has been working with myself for a few years and we are going to discuss all things uh, tag rugby, training, the World Cup uh, and then we're going to finish off uh, on some questions that I got from my Instagram audience. So I look forward to digging into those. Welcome, Nick. How are you today? Yeah, doing well. Thanks, Grace. And um, thanks for the intro. And thanks for having <laughs> me. No problem. So before we get into the specifics, tell us a bit about you and how you got to where you are today, um, probably in association to your sporting kind of mm. career, etc. Uh, sure. So I'm, I, I've been playing tag for, for eight years, uh, six of those for, for the GB Men's Open team. Um, I'll give you a little give you kind of potted history of my, of my rugby career. So I, I started playing a form of touch when I was seven. Um, used to play on a pretty much a, a swamp. Um, and, and everyone, <laughs> chase the ball from one side of the pitch to the other. Um, yeah. It was really chaotic, but uh, that was my introduction to the game. That was a lot of fun. Um, I, I then went up through the, the age groups in my my local rugby club, which is Buckingham Rugby Club. Yeah. Um, and my, my school was very big on, um, well, fairly big on rugby. It was probably the, the main sport that we played because we had the, uh, the fly half of the local rugby club was our, was our games teacher so I uh, played played a lot at school uh, and, and club while I was um, while I was growing up I was generally uh, a utility back so I, I played everywhere across the back line from, from fly half to, to full back um, I, I continued playing into university so it wasn't it wasn't super serious yeah uh, at all it was for it's for a local club um the back line was typically all students and the, and the pack was all huge farmers and, and oh, really? where did you go to university i went to i went to bath oh nice oh there's quite a few people from the tag world in bath isn't there <laughs> yeah there are it's funny how it's worked out but yeah half of the men's open team went to bath, went to bath. yeah <laughs> uh yes yeah, so it's i mean it's a big rugby area and, mm. and uh we, yeah we had we had a few few big games of they played at the rec, which was fun, but it was it was mainly it was mainly social really. Um, so I then stopped playing rugby when I when I came to London um, and, and spent a year pretty sedentary before I <laughs> before I found tag in, in 2015. Um, joined a team called Mother Ruggers, who you probably I remember. remember <laughs> Shoreditch Park, is that yeah. right? Exactly. The glory days. The glory um, days in Shoreditch Park. <laughs> so I actually signed up as an individual. I, I, I didn't know anyone who'd ever played tag. So I, I 
I actually don't know the answer to how I came across it. I presume it was just a you just saw it somewhere that I, that I saw. But you, yeah, did you live around there? Around um, there? No, I actually, I actually lived in Croydon at the time, um, oh. but I worked not far away, and that oh, was the right. nearest, nearest to my office. So, so yeah, I I used to. Uh, finish kind of a, a 10 hour day at my desk and sprint literally to to get to Shoreditch Park in time for the kickoff and um do my best not to get injured in the the, the potholey pitch yeah but yeah that was that was my first introduction to tag um yeah and I remember playing against you Grace on yeah the, on with the, the teamers <laughs> and Breeder and yeah. all those girls yeah I remember playing against you, as I mentioned many a time, of you used to always wear this green t-shirt. <laughs> I was like, just don't let him get the ball, because you used to literally run circles around our women's team. I was like, he's so bloody fast. <laughs> I know I remember, you were Irish just because you wore a green t-shirt. How bad is that? <laughs> yeah, you know, no, I, remember, I remember the shouts of stop the Irish guy, stop the little Irish guy. <laughs> <laughs> I still shout so it hasn't changed <laughs> um in terms of let's just uh before you kind of we move on in terms of like your uh rugby so what position would you say was like I know you were generally in the backs so, like obviously when you're younger that often happens people get moved around but like at school where did you feel like your best position was like when you're at school and then when you were playing at university uh, I, I probably played my highest level rugby union, and this was not mm. particularly high level yeah. um, at, at Fly Half. Yeah. Um, so we went on a, a bit of a cup run in my my school team, um, yeah. eventually losing to a young Manu Tuilangi and his, his teammates. Uh, but that was that was my days at, at Fly Half. And then yeah. I gradually gradually moved out and ended up. Um, playing playing a lot of fullback at university how, how old were you was that like when you were like 15 16 or was that a bit younger yes so 15 16 was um yeah. when and we had the most success as a yeah the rugby team yeah in terms of um i'm gonna ask this question because i asked all my um oh actually and we haven't even actually gone into a bit more of like Obviously, we've got to you starting tag. Tell us a bit more about like the journey since playing tag, and we'll probably go deeper into some of these areas anyway. But just a little overview on that. Yeah. So yeah. So it was all social until what 2016, and then uh, Steve Barry was a ringer in in my Shoreditch team one yeah. week and, and suggested I I come down to a, a tournament he was organising, um, and that went well. I ended up joining the the newly formed Turtles team and, and playing playing Super League. Yeah. Um, I I thought I could then yeah I thought I thought I was then um, I kind of saw the standard of international thought thought I could break into that but I, I didn't get didn't get picked in 2016. Oh I really? I got to the trial. <laughs> oh, you didn't go to the trial. No, I didn't go to the trial, and no one no one knew knew who I was. So it was it was yeah. fair enough. But, yeah. Um, so that so yeah, 2017, I started playing for the for the men's open team. And, yeah. Um, and I've been yeah, I've been playing for them ever since. 
Nice. And uh, we're going to go into the other details around uh, GB um, later on. But in terms of, I asked this question to all my guests, and it's what do you find that's great about what you do? And what do you find difficult within what you do? So normally in your sporting sense. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take that as what's great about playing for GB Men's Open. and. Yeah. Um, I think that it's really fun and exciting being part of, um, yeah, a team of people who you get to know well. And uh, I think probably the, the most fun and exciting thing is is going on trips to play against some of the best teams in the world. So, I mean, go, going to Ireland is always fun, but it, it probably the, the 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 very best trips we've had have been Australia and, and South Africa. Um, yeah. with with the team which is uh yeah it's just a just a great experience really yeah and um in terms of what's difficult I, I think pretty much everything about it is is positive really I mean it in, encourages more exercise gives you another social circle uh lots of motivating goals to work towards and when yeah our team's very well coached so I think we've kind of learnt a lot and have a lot of knowledge that we can probably pass on in in, in future years which is which is great yeah I think just fitting everything into like within other priorities is probably the the, the most difficult thing because um I've got quite a busy job and uh I want to have time relaxing with friends etc so same things everyone's trying to balance all the time but yeah. I guess when you're when you're trying to um do your best on the tag pitch as well that's that can be a little bit tricky yeah I would say that's probably a big challenge for a lot of players I'd say that is big challenge yeah. for myself as well to get try and fill all the cups of your life <laughs> yeah exactly but at the moment it's not particularly even <laughs> okay yeah. let's um go into a bit more about the specifics of tag etc so that kind of building on that last question about what you find difficult let's um have a little chat how you actually balance your time training competing uh, and your full-time job like how, how do you do that at the moment or what would you um, say are the things you need to do to kind of ensure you're able to do everything i I guess it, it one thing that helps is I block off very specifically my tag commitments and try and fit other things um, around that. So I, I I need to get my work done by half past five so I can make it in time for the league. Um, that that kind of thing. I mean, um, occasionally, yeah, it, it means leaving a leaving a social event much earlier than I would do or or even occasionally very occasionally not going to something that I, that I otherwise would but yeah. no, it's always just it's just a, it's just a balance isn't it there's no I don't have any special any, any special tricks really just <laughs> no. just trying to trying to trying to keep it as, as much balance as possible do you find that you look at the beginning of your week and just see what you've got on and like map it out like because I know obviously I've been helping you the last few years with your strength work and the stuff outside of tag to make sure uh 
you're you're getting all those areas in what kind of why don't you tell us a bit about the other aspects that you work on outside of your tag as well yeah yeah so you're right so um i do i'd say three strength sessions a week outside of tag and yeah at the start of the week i'll look at where those might fit in with mm. the various work and social commitments that yeah. um, that are kind of competing. Um, also, do uh, sprint sessions. So all the all the all the GB men's boys have been uh, working on our speed and tend to do that once mm. a week. Um, uh, that would be that would be most of the stuff outside tag then a couple of super league nights and, and gb training at the weekend but yeah i think three three strength sessions and, and sprints is yeah it would be difficult for me to fit in much more at the moment yeah. no no agreed i think that's that's a pretty good amount to balance especially when you've got a full-time job um uh, it can be quite tricky and like you say prioritizing all the the aspects to be as performing as well as you can uh, yeah. without touch word getting injured um is is quite difficult it can be tricky um so i've got a few tag related questions to come your way what's your position in on the pitch in tag rugby and kind of explain a bit about your position and your role within a team like or probably let's just refer to the men's opens team yeah so I've played a couple of positions, but at the moment I'm a rover for the for the men's open team, and that it, I suppose it's quite a quite an all rounder type um, position because you've got a lot of a lot of ball handling. You're gonna you're gonna you're the first man outside the first receiver often, so um, need to have good enough hands to um, get the ball to to the space. Um, Need to have some attacking threat, um, whether that be kicking, hips, sidestep, because um, you're going to get a lot of uh, strike running roles. Um, knowledge of how to run moves, because you're you're almost always going to be involved yeah. when when a move is called. Uh, good fitness, because you're quite central to the uh, defensive effort and. Um, communication is, is a is a big part of it because you're mm. trying to reduce the um kind of cognitive load on the on the middles to make sure they're positioned correctly and um yeah so there's there's a lot of aspects to it and then what position did you start at then so um were you uh, at say for example the first men's opens team when you first started playing were you rover then or what position did you play then no, I played I played link for my first few years in the team, uh, which, um, yeah, I guess raw speed is is a is a is a bigger element of, of that position and and um, executing overlaps effectively is 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 hugely important. So, um, yeah, then yeah, I've I've moved moved a little bit inward as people sometimes do after. Uh, uh, when they're getting a little bit older, but um, <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> I'm going out. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, 
<laughs> I'm only joking. It's no, I know what you mean. It, it all depends, and then it's all about reading the game as well, isn't it? Being able to yeah. manage that side of things as well. And what yeah. do you think is your favourite part about the game of tag? Um, uh, I, well, there's not there's not really many negatives. I I, I like that. Um, yeah, there's lots of ways to get a lot out of the game. Like it's, it can be hugely enjoyable without taking it at all seriously at, at beginner intermediate level. You'll have your um, kind of interleague rivalries, which which is still um, really good fun, and and it's got yeah obviously a great great social element to it. But I, I guess also it's a young enough sport. Um, that there's still like scope to bring new things to the game um and the, the player pool isn't so enormous that it's completely impossible to play uh representative level so i think that's uh that's something that, that works in its favor if people want to take it seriously it's um yeah there's there's lots of opportunities at, at regional and and the national level yeah definitely i think yeah it's a nice um sport to actually like develop and then obviously if you for example someone like yourself that doesn't play contact anymore it's probably quite a nice i think there's quite a few rugby based players that come over and then you don't have to worry well not so much of a worry of concussion <laughs> and things like that and you yeah, know it's still got a lot of the rugby skills involved and, and speed which definitely suits your game um in terms of um so you are currently in, as we mentioned we talked about the men's gb opens team but i was gonna kind of throw back to 2018 uh to the rugby world cup in australia and I wanted to just ask a bit about that experience. So you, you'd played, I spoke the GB in 2017, which would have been the British and Irish Cup. Um, there wasn't any other competition that year, was there? I can't remember. But um, um, was it just I think we had a Tri Nations. I can't remember if that was 2017 or 2018, but an, an Australian team came over. Oh, maybe it was 2017 then. Oh, yeah, that was 2017. We had that because then in 2018, yeah, Australia wouldn't have come over when that year. So yeah, yeah you're right, actually. That but that was in Ireland, I think. It was, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you would have had two kind of competitions before, and then there was the BNI before we went to Australia in 2018. So tell me a bit about that experience. Or let's talk about like those first experiences playing for GB and then a bit about the World Cup. Uh, going to Australia, etc. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there are lots of exciting elements to that. Getting the first time you make the squad, the first time you play, they're all kind of big goals um, achieved. And then, yeah, going to a World Cup is obviously another one on top of that. Um, as I've said, yeah, going to going to Australia is obviously um, was that your first time? Exotic. Yeah, it was. I, I, oh, amazing! I've been 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 to a few places outside Europe, but uh, but never to Australia. 
so yeah so the travel element was uh was very exciting for starters but yeah we we were quite lucky in the in the men's open team that we got a draw which meant we uh had a game scheduled for the the opening nights just after the, yeah. the opening ceremony uh so in front of a uh a big crowd under the lights um live streamed with with commentary and uh yeah that was that was incredibly exciting and um went went very well for not just not just the team winning but i i personally had a a really good game in that one which yeah is is one of my i think did um, you get three tries i remember it yeah, Still watched. yeah. <laughs> it was brilliant i think you had you were actually flying it was great <laughs> yeah so look, that that was that's a fantastic memory um and uh yeah it was a very very exciting uh night for um for me and, and for the team as well but um yeah rest of the tournament was a was it was a mixed bag i'd say so yeah we 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 were coming off a real high after that that first game but we got a bit unlucky in that we we had to play both of the eventual finalists in the in the group stage and, and ended up losing to to both of them um so we, we went into the into the plates competition rather than the, the cup but yeah. um rallied back and and won all our, our plate games so um yeah. yeah ended ended the tournament on a massive high yeah i suppose it's going to be quite interesting to see how the uh um draw comes out yeah especially as it's like five years instead of three years later um in terms of um about prepping for the world cup obviously it was probably relatively new that squad at the time obviously there's still a lot of core players in the men's opens team um in terms of your prep for that year as a team your personal type fitness that you did at the time what kind of things did you prep uh, or do at the time from what you can remember, it feels like a long time ago now, doesn't it? I'm like, what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> it really does. Um, there's a picture of us all surfing on uh, on Bondi Beach afterwards, and we all look in 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 good nick. But I actually, <laughs> I can't remember precisely what we did. I remember JB organised some um, some track sessions where we worked on explosiveness and uh and, and speed so we definitely did quite a lot of extras ahead of that one but uh beyond that i can't remember i can't yeah, remember well, we would have had a lot of gb training as a squad yeah no doubt no yeah. doubt uh, it's quite funny isn't it because i was trying to remember the type of things we did i remember us doing a lot of stuff together and things obviously i still had my uh own uh strength kind of work that i've been doing forever but yeah. Um, but yeah it was uh it's yeah it seems like quite yeah, I can't believe it was five years ago. So in terms of strength training, had you done much strength training before um, working with myself or had you just more just done just your general fitness with playing and sprints and stuff? I've I hadn't ever done any personal training. Mm. I've done kind of very sporadic, inconsistent um, gym work over over time. Um, actually used to go to the gym most days when during this kind of peak school rugby um, yeah. time we, 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 we gymmed a lot 
but then there was a big gap uh, where it would have been, yeah, very inconsistent. Um, I, I did a quite a lot of gym work. I did one half marathon whilst at, at university and I, I did quite a lot of, um, I suppose that was mainly um, just body weight stuff mm. rather than, rather than weight um, things. heavy weights, exactly. So, so yeah, so I really didn't have much, much of a background in, in, uh, in strength and conditioning at all before, before we started working together. Did, um, in terms of like your prep, I know obviously it's, we're in the middle of prep, prepping for World Cup slash BNI, et cetera. Um, in terms of your prep, how do you feel you've approached it differently this time? Uh, well, I suppose in the interim between the last World Cup and this World Cup, I had lots of little niggles. So tearing my hamstrings, um, straining my groins, injuring ankle ligaments and uh so i i've had to change how i approach it to try and get rid of all that time on the on the touchline so yeah just more strength and mobility work would be the main thing mm. to try and reduce the chance of, of another injury yeah well what's your biggest injury that you've had um was it that sounds like the torn hamstring <laughs> doesn't sound fun <laughs> to be honest i, I haven't had any huge injury like a, a, a big big knee issue or anything like that it's been generally grade two oh, grade two kind of muscle muscle tears which keep you on yeah. the sideline for eight to ten weeks i've just had quite a lot of those yeah they can be like quite obviously i think that was partly the re reason for reaching out I mean, initially was to kind of combat that that can consistency of that type of injury um which can you know obviously we play sport so i'm gonna, not going to say you can prevent everything because you're always putting your body at risk and as someone that's quite fast or sprint sprint based kind of athlete you also put so much force through the muscles so that's why it's super important to you know build resilience and strengthen those muscles tendons ligaments etc and i carry on about it to everyone all the time as you probably know um and then you know you can reduce that risk of injury as much as possible um so let's go on to uh the next question that I thought would be quite good as an experienced player playing for eight years. I didn't realize it was that long. Um, uh, what advice would you give like any new capped players this year? There's probably, is there a few in the men's team maybe this year or potentially? Yeah, there'll be, there'll be a few. Um, yeah, there'll, there'll, be a, there'll be a couple as, as there tend to be most years. I, I guess, uh, have confidence in your ability and, and don't be overawed or intimidated by the, the players are coming up against because everyone's there for a reason if you've made the made the GB teams. So um yeah, just just back yourself, I suppose. Yeah, oh I like that. Pretty good. Also, what would you advise people that are being a bit in the GB setup? Uh, a bit more a bit longer or what kind of extra advice do you think would be good for them to help like other players coming through etc I suppose with a multi-day comp just remember how important it is to recover because you can you can fly out in, in game one but if you're barely able to walk by by, by day three then 
it'll be difficult to put your best out there. Yeah. Um, one thing I found quite helpful, and it's something we, we did in, in South Africa, is just writing a short paragraph of um, the most important things to remember for the for the tournament, just to mm-hmm. get it clear in your head uh, and that you can refer back to and just to remind yourself uh, of, yeah, the main things you need to need to remember. I, I found that helpful. Not everyone. No, I think that, you're really but... right there. And we can thank, um, I do stuff like that as well, but we can thank probably Steve Barry for that. Um, yeah. Because um, like you, he also got me, uh, taught me how to kit. He taught me a lot in the early days of tag. <laughs> and I think he's also one to, uh, who has right, really pushed and helped uh, elevate the game uh, in terms of encouraging players to, to come and, you know, trial for GB, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but he did that with us in South Africa. And I thought it was a really nice touch. And I, I like, I think building on that point you've just said was, um, it's like kind of setting some intentions and kind of understanding and remembering like your kind of why and like, you know, and enjoy the process. How good was Steve with doing that? It's like, look where we're playing. We've got bloody table mountain behind us. How cool is this? And like kind of put things in perspective and like what you've worked hard for, et cetera, I think was a really nice touch uh, as well. Um, So... Yeah, I thought, yeah, so yeah, I think that's a great, great little bit of, a bit like journaling or any of those kind of things can be really helpful, what you're kind of grateful for, or just three points you want to focus on in each day, a bit of reflection slash preparation, isn't it? So really nice. Let's go on to some of the questions I got um, on our Insta uh my insta box i know you're not you're not on instagram so (laughs) it's all good um so basically one of the questions i got i actually got this question a few times and that is why is he so fast has he always been so fast question mark (laughs) (laughs) and it's from someone you know as well but i won't reveal who it is (laughs) uh uh uh, yeah um when i was when i was very young I was probably at my relative fastest at about seven or eight that was maybe my athletic peak actually <laughs> no there's still more to come Nick and, uh, yeah oh yeah it's, it's always been a it's always been a strength um yeah and uh yeah did obviously. you do athletics at all when you're younger or is it just like your typical school athletics or did you ever compete outside of like for a local club or anything no, I never did formal athletics. So by chance, um, one of the four by one um, relay team was was from my school and, and he came back and did a, did a few sessions. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just did the sports. usual sports days and- um, Did you win? Most importantly, uh, I tended to win, but this other guy tended to have records that were would have meant he beat me by about fifteen meters. So, oh, really? Um, was he so, an athlete? Was he an Olympic athlete? <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah, he, he was absolutely, absolutely excellent. But um, yeah, so so sport. I, I enjoyed it. Sports days and, and small regional um, comps, but um, but no, it was never it was never a big big sport for me. Fair enough. Um, in 
Okay, so what do you do to have such a good short kick? Hmm. <laughs> um, practice so one thing I found was really helpful. This was actually during one of my times on the touchline with a with a hamstring injury. Mm. Um, it was really just quantity of practice, to be honest, because when you have a hamstring injury, you can't sprint, but you can run. And um, I found that this didn't didn't aggravate it. So I, I did. I just was, <laughs> did a lot of lengths of of the pitch, just short kicking to myself, and it's not. It's not particularly exciting, but eventually you'll find the a, a technique that works and yeah um, and yeah. And, well, that, that's that. like repetition of a skill. <laughs> yeah. The more you repeat, the better you'll get. And then I've got another question. Um, it is I won't say it's who it's from, but you definitely know this person. Uh, thoughts on how the women's game is developing in tag rugby? Yeah, it's um. Well, the the standard is is has rocketed up, and and the strength in depth over the last few years um, is is really um, really impressive. It's, I mean, some some of the handling in the in the, the women's open, and and some some of the, the top players in that in that side, are, um, they they more than hold their own in the in the men's league when they when they come and come and play. So, uh, yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, that's that's great to see, and um, yeah, I, I, it's it's really nice to see that we have enough uh, strength across the program now to to field uh, three women's teams. Because I mean, I think part of the reason why some other countries have had rules, for example, where um, you get extra points for each woman on your team, is because they struggle to even get uh, an even number to yeah. to to play the game so uh, I think something must be going right for the uh, for the women's game to be to be to be going so well in in terms of like following up on that kind of question on that question what do you think um would help just across the board in terms of developing tag rugby in the UK or have you had any thoughts on what would be good to help keep growing the sport over here Oh yeah, I mean, I, th I think there's huge potential for uh, growth in the game. I think universities would um, would embrace the the game. I think that the fact it's got such a, a social side and it's mixed is, is a big mm. um, big tick in the box, and that would be a bit of a, a feeder system as people left university and moved to cities to to get more involved. Um, yeah, I'm sure it's all actually uh, more complex in, in practice than, than, than in theory, but I think it's just such an enjoyable game that there's no particular reason why it couldn't be bigger in yeah. universities. And I, I, I think that's likely to happen, uh, but it, it would just take time. A bit of time and to build it into the grassroots levels. I think with um, the issues with the contact in, in rugby in, and league, is is it will hopefully the sport of tag will actually go filter properly into rugby and actually have the tag rugby kind of rules and stuff um because at the moment i know like in rugby clubs they have they call it tag rugby but it's not quite the same kind of structure and stuff 
Um, but yeah, so I think if it can get in, it would be really good to kind of develop. Yeah, in terms of the women's get game, going back to the women's game, I think, what's it, in the World Cup last time we had the men's open, mixed open, women, one women's team, and was it a men's 30s team as well? I think it was men's 30s. So it was only four, yes. four yeah, teams. Right. And then this year we've got, you know, one in each category plus a men's 40 and plus uh, a women's 35. So yeah. I think it's shown how much it's grown. I like, obviously you've been playing a while, I've been playing a while and it's astronomical, <laughs> the size of tag rugby compared to those days, eight, eight to 10 years ago. It's beautiful. Yeah. So it is really nice um, to see it grow so much and we're still involved. Um, so in terms of, uh, someone has asked, you don't have to answer this one, by the way, who's your favourite player? <laughs> or who, I'm going to change that. Who's one of the, your favourite players to play with? And you can, you don't have to answer it either. Let's say in the men's open, who's like, who do you get like a really good gelling with? Uh, I, I've, I've had a lot of a lot of good times on the pitch with uh, with Miles Turner. Oh yes, uh, through, Going back to turtles. Through the turtles is yeah, and I think we have I think we have a good understanding. But to be honest, I, I've played uh, after six years in the in the men's open team. We've 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 tried most combinations, and um, I yeah, I think our, our combinations across the squad are uh, are pretty strong at this point. They are pretty sure it's looking good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I normally ask where's best to find you online, but you don't really do Instagram unless you have a nice LinkedIn program profile that someone wants to follow. But <laughs> I suppose it's Facebook. Facebook. Try tag and Great Britain tag. Because <laughs> you don't even yeah. have a men's open uh, tag rugby pay, um, Insta page. There is for all the other... GB teams except for men's open. <laughs> yeah, no, we could we could learn a lot from the social media <laughs> presence of the of the other team. Yeah. So I'll I'll put in Great Britain tag and try tag rugby on that one. But thanks again, Nick, for coming on. Uh, it was really good to have a chat. Um and I look forward to seeing you play at the World Cup, etc. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Grace. Thank you for listening to the GB Sports Performance Podcast with me, Grace Brown. If you have any questions for me or my guest, please drop me a message at Grace Brown Fitness on Instagram. Thank you.